Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wants championships. Pride and passion meet success. You gotta love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for watching and listening to a new edition of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Kendall Whitley, Jerry Martinez. What's going on, guys? What's going on, man? What's going on with you? Shoot, next Thursday, finally. Season's on. Uh, season starts. It's This is kind of like the longest 16 days, right? <laughs> I believe it was 16 days to count off, but next Thursday, let's, let's, get, it, let's get it open, right? It's going to be uh, Bills and uh, Rams, I believe. Yep. That's the Thursday night kickoff game. But obviously a lot to get to. Uh, teams had to be down to 53 today, so we'll get to some of those notable cuts. I mean, some of the names on the list, it's just it's crazy that they were even cut right. But it kind of just shows you that there's a there's a, a lot of players out there that are very talented that are making these rosters still. But let's go and get started with some news that broke, uh, broke yesterday. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers agreed to restructure a one-year contract that will keep the QB in San Francisco this season. Sources tell Adam Schefter. His one-year restructured deal is worth $6.5 million in base and fully guaranteed per source. Look, everyone I spoke to out in the Bay Area and just, you know, people with sources that work with the Niners, they all thought that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to get cut. Like, no questions about it. Like, no one ever thought that this was even a possibility until the preseason happened and uh, Trey Lance was not looking like the quarterback that should be leading this team this year. Uh, a lot of people believe that this roster is Super Bowl caliber. So that is the reason more than likely why they're bringing back Jimmy Garoppolo on a one-year contract. Well, I think, first of all, you got to find out, like, what does it do for Trey Lance, for his growth or for his future whatnot? Do they really like him or what? Because you think they would have got Jimmy Garoppolo out the door if they really believed in Trey Lance. I mean, that's, that's what you would think. I mean, he played most time. He played most in the preseason. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play at all in the preseason. Um, we know the history behind Jimmy G and the Niners. It was kind of like a little messy offseason. Were they going to cut him? Were they going to keep him or whatnot? But I think it has more to say about Trey Lance, what I think. I'm not, I'm not, ready, to, I'm not ready to give up on Trey Lance. I mean, he's still young. Uh, I think this is maybe uh, the right decision to do. Uh, I still felt that maybe Trey Lance, like, you, like maybe you were meaning to say, was maybe still one season away from seeing what he could do, right? Maybe he needs to learn a little bit more. But regardless of the situation, I think the, the Niners, they fumbled this. And, I mean, I mean, what better way to uh, <laughs> suck up your pride than just uh, keep him around, you know, just in case, you know, a safety valve, something happens. But, I mean, we did see Trey Lance go down, I think, when he took over. I think he went down. I think some kind of – Yeah, was it he was injury? hurt against Arizona. It was like a knee injury, I think. So, yeah. I mean, with Trey Lance – Obviously, it's it's going to be some exciting time for the Niners, right? Because now you're going to incorporate the running game of the running back into your already your already very strong running running attack that the 49ers have. 
I mean, look, this isn't good for your uh, young quarterback's confidence. Everything he did this offseason indicated that Jimmy Garoppolo was not going to be on this roster by today. Um, you made it pretty clear this is Trey Lance's team. But now, I mean, you can even see some of the videos and pictures that Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't even involved in practice. He was just kind of throwing it on the side. Uh, he had an offseason shoulder surgery. And look, just from the reports that I read and what I've been told, Trey Lance did not look good during training camp. You saw him struggle in some of the preseason the roster is good enough, I believe, to go to the Super Bowl. And the only thing that's kind of holding this team back is at the quarterback position. Now, look, they they gave up a lot to get Trey Lance, right? So, I yeah. mean, the Trey Lance, a lot of pressure is going to be on Trey Lance this season because you're going to be tempted if you start off this season, slow start two and two. Look, the first two games out the gate, they should win. They should be Chicago and they should be Seattle, right? So, if he struggles in there... You know what the cameras are going to do during the game? If if Trey Lance is struggling, they're going to show Jimmy Garoppolo on the bench. And this is a team that has a lot of veterans on it, right? So, I mean, you think they're going to want to waste this year on a, you know, with a quarterback that's not, I guess you can say, you're ready for the spotlight? No, they're going to want to play Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's what I was going to say. Like, if he, if he does struggle to, out of the gate, do they, do, can you just go back to Jimmy G? Can you or, or not? Well, I mean, you already you already kind of resigned him for another season. I mean, what's what's the worst that can happen, right? I mean, this is not going to be good for Trey Lance's development, in my opinion, because you got to struggle with your young guy. You win and you lose, right? I mean, we saw this with Tua Tunga Bailoa whenever Ryan Fitzpatrick was on that team. Uh, what Brian Flores was doing was kind of pulling him whenever he felt he could have won the game. And obviously, we remember that Week 17 game against the Buffalo Bills where Ryan Fitzpatrick couldn't play and Tua Tunga Bailoa just couldn't get the job done. I mean, all those all those points you guys brought up, are, I think they're all they're all good points. I think that though, with Kyle Shanahan, he has uh, he has he has a pride thing, man. Uh, um, he's already past the point of of no return, I think, at this point. And you can't be playing that game because I mean, if anything, I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna become a joke, you know. And and that's the last thing you want to do, especially if you want to be a head coach. So I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan's gonna suck up his pride, and he's gonna make Trey Lance make sure that. If he's doing bad, he's going to make sure that that running game excels. So I think, if anything, uh, we're not really going to see Jimmy G unless an injury happens. I think we're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo this season. I Without a doubt, I believe we're going to see him. The only he's way he's going to struggle. The only way he's going to be tempted. through injury. I, I agree, I, yeah, I agree there, Jerry. I think the only time we'll see him is, is Trey Lance if, if he gets hurt or whatnot. I don't know. I got a feeling we're going to see three this first guy. round picks, man. You can't you you, you can't mess that up. You but but to... Jerry, at this point, you kind of already admitted to the mistake, right? I mean, you were going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. You weren't able to because he was injured, right? And even at that point, you're asking Navy for too much, and you're going to end up keeping this guy. I'm sorry, Jimmy G can't do it. I mean, we saw what he did in the Super Bowl. He can't cut it. He's not a Super Bowl winning uh, quarterback. Who would you rather have right now? Be your starting Trey quarterback, Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance? Trey Lance. I think there's some there's some things on, on that I that I see that I like. There's some things I don't like. Um, I want to see what Trey Lance. I think the fans want to see. I think the team wants to see. Yeah, Trey One Lance Trey has Lance. A, he has a very lively arm and and I think that he can make those pl- those plays that need to be made. We know what Jimmy G is at this point. We know. <laughs> All I'm saying is the temptation is going to be there if the young kid struggles. I mean, look, they're going to yeah. want – they don't want to lose. They want to win at the end of the day, right? They're, they're, they want to win a Super Bowl. If Trey Lance struggles, this is a good team. They got some good They got some good weapons on this team. So, we've seen if he struggles, 
All we've I'm seen, saying is that the temptation is going to be there for Jimmy Garoppolo. We've seen Sutfield. We've seen we've seen all the other backup quarterbacks win with 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 uh, you know being a backup when Jimmy G was down. And I'm pretty sure this this is going to be the same thing. It's going to be a little bit better with Trey Lance. So I don't know, man. It's still still a long season up ahead. But that's what we always say. And, and at the end of the year, we're like, man, I can't believe it's already the end of the the, the season, right? So. It's going to be an interesting storyline. I know we're all going to be following it very closely. You, more so, Fidel, you'll probably hear a little bit more because you're from that Cali area. Yeah. So, and then we actually did have some some trades that, that went down today. Uh, earlier today, Eagles received safety Shauncee Gardner-Johnson and the Saints' seventh-round draft pick in 2025. The Saints received the Eagles' fifth-round pick in 2023 and the worst of their two sixth-round picks in 2024. Now, talks broke down between a contract extension between Gardner Johnson and the Saints, and that's ultimately when they shipped him out to Philadelphia. Good move. Big move for Philadelphia. Man, he's a great player. I think he's under radar. I believe it was a late round. I don't know what uh, what, what what round he went in, but it wasn't one of the top round. He's a really good player. With it. It's been a pretty good player for the Saints. And he's gave, he's given Tom Brady the Bucks issues for the past two or three years. He really has. And you should go follow him on Twitter whatnot. He's a very good Twitter follower. He tweets a lot. But um, just a good, good, a good trade for the Eagles and whatnot. And just, I just like what they're building there for the Devils. Man, I'll tell you this: the last time this happened, uh, Malcolm Jenkins turned out to be a monster for the Eagles. But of course, it's a different defensive coordinator and whatnot. But who knows? Maybe they, they they'll find something uh, like lightning in a bottle. I know uh, that was the year that the Cowboys traded away their first round pick for um, um, Amari Cooper. I, I remember waiting until the second round. I was like, man, this is the time we should jump on, you know, Chauncey Gardner or, or, or you know, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. There, there, there was, there was, you know, a, a bunch of, of safeties that, that in that time, you know, this is, this is strangely enough, right? Like three seasons ago, I think he, or three years in the league. Um, and they didn't have to give up much for him either. No, no, I, I believe he was a third round pick to be exact. So yeah, I think I think overall this is a win. We know that the Eagles have always put an emphasis on not only their tight ends but their safeties and their quarterbacks, and of course their ta- uh, left tackles, right? Which is another one that they acquired, right? Um, Andre Dillard, he was a former first round pick last year. I, I heard he was going to get traded, but they kept him in the fifty three man. So we'll see, man. Uh, the Eagles look like they they they're sticking to their guns. Howie Roseman sticking to his guns as far as how he likes to build his teams. Yeah, I mean, look, the Eagles have had a really great offseason. I mean, to me, I, I think they should be the NFC favorites or NFC East favorites, I should say. But, of course, Jerry, I'm sure you have something to say about that. So we do have Mike <laughs> chiming in. Who is the NFC East favorite? So I'll let you start that off. Uh, uh, I mean, let's 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 stick with the Cowboys. I mean, I'll tell you this. If the, if I had a little bit more faith, and I'm, I'm pretty sure this goes for all Eagles fans, I had a little bit more faith in Jalen Hurts. I, I I would say to run away, but at this point, the Cowboys have done something uh, kind of sneakily. Uh, they they built up a a reputable defense, and I think when you have somebody like Michael Parsons, I mean, we saw how he got to Patrick Mahomes last year with with the revamped offensive line that the Chiefs did for Patrick Mahomes, and Michael Parsons was able to get to him. So I, I you know it's 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 only it's it not only. Micah Parsons, but let's look at what Trayvon Diggs did to his former, you know, to Jalen Hurts, which they were both at Alabama. I mean, two two picks in one game, I think one pick six, right? So I think at this point, it, I think what the Eagles did this offseason is tremendous. I think yes, 
I think in a in, in another season, holy moly, I, it's going to be kind of hard. Um, Cowboys are going to have to do something spectacular to continue to have that e, that East throne. But I'll tell you this: the Giants and the and the Commanders have also stepped up their their team building this offseason. So I'll tell you this: it looks like the NFC East is going to be what the NFC West used to be which is good for, for us, right? Because I won't be hearing about, oh, the Cowboys are, all, are in the playoffs because of the division, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like what I don't like hearing because at one point, NFC East was the strongest division in all NFL. I think on paper it's the Eagles, but if I had to be a better man, I'm not. I'm going with the Cowboys. That Prescott, the best quarterback in the division, is not even close. But on paper, if you want to talk about the offseason, who won the offseason from the NFC East standpoint, could have the Eagles, not even close. And I like what Jerry said. Um, I think the Giants and the um, not the not the Skins, but the Commanders are going to be a much, a much improved team this year. Yeah, I mean the question is the biggest question mark. Obviously, how Jerry touched on is it is Jalen Hurts, and I doubt if he has a bad season, he'll be back in Philadelphia next season because I mean this roster is pretty it's pretty good when you look at it on paper. Yes, and they set they set up well. If Jalen Hurts has a terrible season this year, guess what? They got two first round picks next year. They can move up and get a quarterback. Get one of these top quarterbacks. And it's, it's a deep quarterback class. It's, it's coming. Um, it's coming. Um, draft or whatnot. Well, next year. So I mean, they they set themselves up. So it's a win. I mean, if it doesn't work out this year, they're good. The future is bright in Philadelphia. I feel. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how Jalen Hurts uh, ends up playing this season. All right. Let's talk about some notable cuts that happened today. Obviously, there's quite a few names, so I'm just going to name a, a few. Uh, Duke Johnson, O.J. Howard, Matt Barkley, Sonny Michelle, Lynn Bolden, Preston Williams, Mohamed Sanu, Malcolm Butler, uh, Tevin Coleman, uh, Tony Jefferson. I mean, I can just go on and on, right? Marlon Mack. But to you guys, who, who was the one player that when you saw when you saw the list and you saw that he was cut, you were like, I can't believe they, they cut him. I'm gonna go with Tyler Johnson. Jerry, y'all know back from my draft shows a couple years ago. I love Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota, whatnot. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Tyler. That kind of shocked me. And I think Preston Williams from the Dolphins. I'm a big wide receiver guy, but Preston Williams from the from the Dolphins. He's a pretty good player. Didn't have a lot of opportunities in Miami because of Parker and now Waddle Hill. They got a lot of um, depth there. But I think Preston Williams. He's gonna be a pretty good find for some team. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of it, it's so hard, right? Because the dust hasn't settled, right? And and we know, come tomorrow, you know, we're gonna see teams making waiver claims and whatnot. And and the, when we look at the waiver, the waiver, you know, not anybody can just pluck these players out, right? But I would say, you know, the one the one the one that really like hit was an actual draft class that the Vikings had. I thought the Vikings had something like brewing when with uh, uh, Chas Surratt. Uh, he was a former linebacker out of North Carolina, and also um, Wyatt Davis, an offensive guard from um, from Ohio State. You know, and then and then throw Kellen Mond on there, right? Which is out of Texas A and M. I believe he was their third round pick. Uh, for only I think he was there for only just one season, right? Um, and of course, uh, OJ Howard. I thought that he was going to have a resurgence with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, so you know. From what it looks like, it looks like the NFL is allowing uh, veterans to go to a practice squad. You know, maybe some of these, that's what these teams are hoping, right, that they don't get claimed and they can get stashed into the roster spot and then call them up when they need to. But I would say Kellen Mond kind of left me kind of like, wow, I can't believe that they just gave up on a, on a you know, a highly coveted uh, quarterback. Now, he wasn't a first-round coveted qu- quarterback, but, I mean, he definitely was, you know, 
talked about a lot during the uh, draft, the NFL draft process. Yeah, I think uh, Marlon Mack for me was was a surprise for the Houston Texans. I know they have a, that rookie running back Pierce that they like, mm-hmm. and there should be a running back number one as uh, everything points to. Um, Philip Lindsay also being cut by the Indianapolis Colts that was a surprise to me as well. It's kind of hard, man. Those the, the Colts have Jonathan Taylor right now, which was your favorite, I think, running back when we first yeah. started this whole uh, podcast, right? I think that so uh, like it just a couple years ago where Lindsay was like one of the top five running backs in the league, <laughs> and now it's crazy. But I mean, I think that just shows that there's a, a lot of young talent coming out of college, right? For sure, that's, uh, that's able to perform better, and I mean. The, the running back position is one of those positions that obviously they don't get the big contracts in order because of injury and they can just kind of plug and play. And a lot of offenses like to use a lot of different ones. We got Mike Scheiman in. Philip Lindsay was a surprise cut for him as well. But yeah, obviously uh, tomorrow, I mean, I'm sure we're going to see a lot more roster moves that happen. Also, a trade that we forgot to talk about is Trayvon Mullen being traded from Las Vegas to Arizona. Uh, good trade for the Cardinals. I think they needed, you know, some cornerback depth there. Um, they've lost a lot the past few seasons and whatnot, dating back to where they lost Patrick Peterson a few years ago and whatnot. So I think it's a good move for Cardinals and whatnot. They get a decent player from the Raiders. Yeah, uh, and and like you said, I mean, he, he doesn't have to step in and become like – he doesn't have to be, you know, their number one corner, right? And, and that's it's it's always a good a good thing. But wow, the Raiders really, this new regime really cleaned house. They don't want nothing to do with uh, Mike Mayock or John Gruden's, uh, uh, I guess. Uh, Some other draft players. I was going to say lineage, right? But no, uh, because I think I think what when you got, when the Raiders, right? Now, I'll, I'll, I'll direct it to Fidel, right? Because obviously the, the Raider Nation, um, I think what you guys had, Reggie, Reggie McKenzie, I think that he was hitting – I mean, he was just hitting it uh, as far as team building-wise. I mean, he's the one who brought in – he's the one who, who brought in Derek Carr with Khalil Mack or, or Khalil Mack, then Derek Carr, right? And, yeah. I mean, when you looked at that team that he was doing, it looked great, but then John Groon kind of like started kind of deconstructing that and building it up. I mean, look at what he did. It, it, it just looks like a fumble by Gruden. And we heard today Gruden, you know, apologizing and saying that he would like another shot. You know, it, you know, he, I think that it's kind of hard. It, it, it's very difficult when you look at these kind of situations. Yeah, I mean, obviously them cutting Alex Leatherwood. I mean, look, they tried to trade the guy. They weren't able to. They tried to switch in position. It just wasn't working out. I mean, it was just a horrible position to, uh, to, to be in. And, yeah, they're going to eat up some of the debt, uh, debt cap money. But – they're, they're, he's not on the roster anymore. So I think that's best for both parties is for Alex to kind of find another team or find something else to do. That was the year that you guys uh, found a, a diamond in the second round, Trayvon uh, uh, Murek uh, yeah. out, out of TCU. Uh, you guys, I mean, I mean, he, he looks, he looks, it looks like Charles Woodson out there, man. I mean, he looks, he looks fun. I know that he's not, he's not at that level yet, but I mean, I'm just saying it looks fun when he you look player. at that. Yeah, he could play. So uh, yeah. I remember one time I'll, I'll say this story real quick. I remember one time I, I remember somebody asked the question, uh, "What what was the biggest reach in in this year's draft class?" And I said, "I think the Raiders kind of reached with Alex Leatherwood." And man, that guy put me on blast. Man, he had a whole he had a whole uh, he, he he made it a pin comment on his Twitter blog. Uh, he had he had a he had a scouting report saying that uh, Alex Leatherwood would be a pro bowler in year two and all this stuff. I'm like, 
hold on, man. I work with a team and we, we you know, we look at this stuff, you know, uh, shout out to Walter Stringer, you know, uh, I mean, and to the whole scouting, the whole scouting team that we have here on eastwestfootball.com, man. I mean, we all talk about this all year round, right? Which is we watch college, we watch college, we watch college ball. We're familiar with these names. We see what they can do. Obviously, Leatherwood is a little bit more of a well-known name because he was playing with Bama, and Bama has been in the championship rings for how many years now? So I lost uh, count. They've been they've been there for a while. Maybe. I mean, it, it, it's it's almost like every year is yeah. every year Bama's there uh, in the national championship, and and we could see that Leatherwood still needed some work. You know what I mean? It, it was kind of a, a rough transition from him becoming an offensive tackle and then being an offensive guard into the NFL. So. Uh, I did hear, um, and I did read, and I and I and I heard through you know, um, because obviously the Cowboys are looking for offensive line depth and the wide receiver depth, and and that was a question was would the Cowboys put in a claim? It's kind of an interesting topic. I mean, why not, right? I mean, I think I think at this point, I think there was another uh, there was another player from the Jets that the Cowboys inquired. It was an offensive tackle. Uh, but when we look back at that situation, uh, Duke Johnson, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Duke Johnson from NFL Network. He said that all Leatherwood needed was a a strong-minded offensive line coach that would – and one position, and if you put him to work on that, he could become, uh, you know, a, a potential growing uh, – you know, a, grow, a growing uh, block on on an offensive line for any NFL team but you just got to get on one one position and a good coach yeah I think he's going to get a sec uh, second opportunity it's just obviously it's not going to be for the Raiders look I mean obviously a new regime came in with with the Raiders he was not their guy right I mean and they just didn't just didn't work out he just didn't look good during the preseason well said and unfortunately it's just the way it works in the NFL true all right, guys. Any final thoughts on the the first day? I guess you can say of roster cuts. Well, you know, tomorrow you know it's a big day because you know you get the P, P, teams can start putting players on PUP and IR and whatnot. One interesting thing we didn't talk about on um, Byron Jones got put on PUP from the Dolphins starting cornerback. Oh, that's 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 huge for this. He's starting cornerback, formerly Dallas Cowboy. I think that's it's pretty big. That's a pretty big move that we didn't address earlier. But I think oh, we're gonna see a lot more names tomorrow. Michael Gallup did not get put on no pup list, man. He could he could play week one. It's it's crazy. Now that it, when I saw that, I was like, wait, was, am I reading this correctly? And they don't have no they don't have a backup quarterback on the on the roster right now. <laughs> but that's why we said let the dust settle, right? Because after that, like you're gonna start seeing IR moves. Uh, it's just people how they they're able to use the uh, teams are able to use the actual. Uh, the roster to uh, develop and, and had that 53 men roster active. And then also uh bills start uh cornerback Tredavious white. He will start the year on the pup list as well. And it a- looks like Mike's got another question. Who is your suit, your soup, your what, your sleeper Super Bowl picks. Ooh, early. Man, it's, it's, it's August the 30th, man. Uh, we don't do those until uh, September 11th. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that next week. <laughs> yeah. Next Sunday, man. Make sure you tune in. We got our Super Bowl picks for the year, so. All right. Well, that's going to go and do it for this edition of the East West Football Podcast. Thank you, everyone out there, for watching and listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great night. Hey, 
there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.